Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's up? It's Danny J. And it's Jill Coleman. And this is the Best Life Podcast. The Breast Life. Is it the Breast Life? The Breast Life Podcast. You know, thank God for nipples. Because without them, what would be the point? Or wait, what is it? Oh my God, you messed it up. <laughs> what is it? I really needed you to come through strong with the punchline. <laughs> you know, jokes are not. Because without them, boobs would be pointless. Uh, uh, we found some really funny punch. What? What tweet, what uh, Twitter It was, was that? puns underscore only. Puns? And I spent like way too fucking long looking at that. If feed. you thought that joke was funny, go to that page because they have lots of them just it's like it. It's very punny. <laughs> so good. And maybe Danny J won't hack the joke next time. Yeah, I'm not a good, I'm not good at jokes. I apologize. Speaking of jokes, you guys um, go ahead and follow us on the Instagrams at the best life podcast because we do a lot of jokes actually in our stories we have been a little bit off them we've had people be like oh i've been missing these we do a lot of uh memes in the stories that are just fucking hilarious and hopefully a little shocking they give fun. you a little bit of comic relief throughout the day yes they're the f- the most fun when you said speaking of joke i thought you were gonna say like we're a joke or something i was like no no we're definitely not a joke we're not a joke and nope. speaking of not a joke today's topic it's not super heavy. It's not a joke. We're going to talk about intuition and trusting your gut. We had somebody write in and go, how do you know if you're trusting your gut or just reacting out of fear? Mm. And I think that's a very valid question, especially if you've had any kind of betrayal or things happen in the past where sometimes we start to just react out of fear and we're just like, I have a gut feeling. But then you're like, but do I have a gut feeling or am I just... Or is this an old narrative mm-hmm. that I'm projecting? Or triggers or something like that. And I've been there. I've, you know, we've all kind of maybe seeing things in hindsight going, man, I had a gut feeling about that, but mm-hmm. I ignored it. Right. And then going forward, you're starting to go, oh gosh, is everything a gut feeling? Or now am I just so scared that I'm going to miss it? Now I'm creating stuff. So what would you say is like when we have those scenarios and all of us have, like you mentioned, something in our life that we're like, ah, I knew I shouldn't have. Ah, I had a gut feeling I shouldn't have done that. Or I knew something was happening. So how do you listen to that in the moment? I think sometimes it's hard to listen to it in the moment because you don't want it to be the case often. You know, like you're like, oh, things are going well. I don't want to believe that it could not be the reality. Yeah. I think listening to your gut is a practice, Um, meaning like you have to do it and then see that it worked and do it and see that it worked. However, because we can have tendencies to be, I think you have to also know yourself. Like if you're constant chronic worriers, like some people identify as like, I'm a worrier. So if that is you, if you like identify as somebody who's always worrying, who's always like waiting for the other shooter job, you have mm. to like, you might have to check yourself on that and go, because I do also believe that we can create stuff that wasn't going to happen because we keep thinking it's going to, right? So we're like, I knew he was going to cheat because you were constantly accusing him of cheating. So he's like, well, fuck it. I'm in trouble anyway, so I'm going to cheat. So there's a slippery slope of 
projecting a bunch of things and then creating that scenario. That's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because then you get to be like, see, I knew it. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we would rather be right than be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd rather, especially if you have been cheated on or you've gone through infidelity, there's such a huge, like one of the hardest parts about that is not being included. It's like being excluded from what was going on and having your choices taken away from you. And you never want to have that feeling ever again. So that's why like, you know, inclusion is so important. Cool. Where you're going, who's going to be there like what's happening like you just want more and more information because it makes you feel more secure right and so like we never want to feel out of the loop ever again we never want to feel like the wool's being pulled over our eyes we never want to have that feeling of having our choices taken away so oftentimes we will potentially project or um and one of the things that one of my practices has been it's funny i had this long conversation in the dm with someone who had gone through kind of a bad relationship, bad breakup, similar to what we went through in infidelity and things like that. And she was seeing someone new now. And she said, how do you just trust the new person? Like how, and obviously we did a whole episode on this, but how, how do you actually do it? Like, I just can't help myself. I can't get out of my own way. I keep thinking this, this, and this. And, you know, I think you need to be discerning about like, okay, you know, what is the reality? And the, the thing that I always come back to, because I find myself in that sometimes, the thing I always come back to is I look at the person's actions instead of projecting what I think. And again, I think sometimes we want to make assumptions. So there's a fine line between, you know, projection and assumptions or intuition and assumptions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a woman and women have this intuition. So I know when he says this, what he actually means is this. Or I know when she says this, what she actually means is this. That's fucking bullshit. I'm yeah. going to call all of us out on that. Sorry, they didn't fucking say it to your face. Do not assume that. Even if you deep down know and like someone and and like it comes out eventually, let things happen in the time that they're supposed to happen. And so, you know, my solution is I just look at the person's actions and I also see that it would be a huge disservice to the person I'm currently with to project old narratives on them. How unfucking unfair is that? Yeah. Yep. I said in my new relationship, I don't want to punish the person I'm with for my ex-husband's actions and I don't want to be punished for his ex-wife's or ex-girlfriend's actions. And so we have to to recognize that. But one thing you said that I think can help answer this question, um, you said, look at their actions. And I think that can really help us know if it is a gut feeling or if something's actually happening. So when my ex was going through the affair, something was off. His actions, the way he was behaving, his behavior was different than the past. So I knew him as a like happy-go-lucky person. He was always really chill, but toward the end while he was having the affair, he was acting kind of depressed. He was acting um, cold and standoffish. He just wasn't. He was anxious. Yes. He wasn't this. um, He was having uh, medical issues. His stomach was hurting him. He was having like chest pains. And so I knew something was off. Now I didn't think it was an affair, but I thought it was something to do with our family because we were living with my grandma, but I knew it was something. So my gut told me there is something off. And I, and I even said to him, I kept asking like, what is it? What are you not telling me what's going on? Um, so that when I look back at the gut feeling, it was because I was watching the actions and something felt off. And that was like the feeling was something is off. Something is different. Now, if you're looking at your person or just any scenario and the person's acting the same as they always were and but you're just you can tell like you're just projecting now because I've 
you know, asked myself when, when I was first dating Jeff and I told this story on the podcast with him, um, you know, he was in the bathroom and I grabbed his phone and looked at his phone. He wasn't doing anything that was making me want to look at his phone, but that was my insecurity of like, I just need to know. I need to be in the know how Jill just said. I just wanted to have all the information. When I really looked at his behavior, he gave me no reason to think that there was something going on. And so we really came to this uh, agreement that, yes, we can have an open phone policy. If at any point you want to see my phone, you can. If at any point I want to see my phone or I want to see your phone, I can. However, it's not just because we're feeling insecure and like, I want to see your phone because I need to feel good about myself. It needs to be, am I giving you a reason? Am I acting shady? Am I doing something that's just off that you're like, I need to see what's going on because you don't, you seem like not yourself. So Watching someone's behavior can really make you, can really tip you off to that gut feeling of like something is off because I think people's behavior does change. Now, that being said, many people said, didn't you see it coming? Didn't you know Mm -hmm. your ex was having an affair? And the answer was no, but there was something going on. I just didn't think it was that. And so I do think that very often we have a gut feeling that something is off, something is different, something has changed. But we can also jump to conclusions as what that is even. Yeah, no, it's so true. And it's one of those things where um, it goes along with actually we had Zoe Lee on the podcast and she was talking about her relationship that she recently got out of. And one of the words that we used, and if you've never heard this word before, it's called gaslighting. So, and this kind of goes to if you do have a hunch, whether it's in, it can be a romantic relationship, can be like a relationship with a friend. Like we all know what that feels like when we have like a good friend and all of a sudden something changes with them. Like they're colder or like something happened, right? Or like they unfollowed you on social media. Like there's something there. And so it's not a nothing, but being gaslit is when you bring it up to the person and they tried, they just write it off. They're like, you're crazy, you're insecure. They turn it on you and tell you that like, you must not trust me if you're bringing that up. And so it is a delicate balance because that's also not true, right? Like you're not imagining things. It's like, okay, so so tr- that is a, a time when you should double down on your gut. When you see someone become very defensive or you see them deflect or they lash out, like no one should have that response. If you're in a healthy relationship or a healthy friendship and you bring something up and very like calm way to someone if their reaction is over the fucking top then there is something there because if it was benign they'd be like no like like they should be able to just be like no that's like whatever that's just like it's fine like there's nothing there you can feel free to ask me and that would help alleviate your fears because it's like oh the way they responded is was like open like jeff was hey you want to look at my phone like then you're like okay i don't need to always look at your phone as a result of that so i think keeping in mind how the person also responds when you bring it up is a huge thing too. Wanted to jump in on this episode real quick and talk about CBD. CBD is all the rage. It's all over the place. And we are also talking about it. So we have an amazing sponsor, CBD for Life. And I'm actually on their website right now. What I love about CBD for Life is they try to educate the consumer. So there are so many blogs on here. And what is CBD? What does it do for you? How should you use it? Um, And I really, really love this because there's so many misconceptions about CBD um, and marijuana. And, you know, there's legalization of marijuana in certain states. And CBD is um, comes from the hemp plant, but it is not the same as 
marijuana, getting high, that kind of stuff. So I love that there's so much education here. And there's some questions on this website about what can CBD do for the body? And CBD works with your endocannabinoid system. So it's a cell system that regulates everything from your mood, to your appetite, to your sleep, to stress. And the main purpose of this system is to keep your body balanced or maintain homeostasis, which is basically balance. And so you can experience an endocannabinoid endocannabinoid deficiency. So the more deficient you are, the more unbalanced your body becomes, which is why so many people find so many benefits of CBD, whether it's their mood enhancement or sleeping better. And so people may ask whether they should start with an oil or a rub. And so when you're using an oil or um, let's say a tincture, you do it sublingually underneath the tongue. And you just incorporate it that into your daily routine. And they say for most people, it's really about consistency. So some people will notice um, some effects relatively immediately, but you will more likely see um, withstanding effects over time by using consistently. And some of those things will be like just a calmness. Um, A lot of people report that they have less anxiety, um, easier to fall asleep. And so there's their sprays. We also have rubs, their CBD oils. Um, I really, really love some of the rubs just for my personal uh, pain issues in my neck and back. So you can try all these products and read about all of them. I would really encourage you to educate yourself. So go to cbdforlife.us and check out everything they have. And I would just encourage you to get like a bundle and mix and match things and try and see what really works for you. So try it. Go to cbdforlife.us. If you use the best life at checkout, you will get 20% off and we'll see you back in the episode. Yeah, I really like that. And your mentioning of gaslighting is so important. We've had so many people write in about narcissistic behavior, narcissistic abuse, and kind of recognizing that. And it's seemingly just becoming this epidemic. And that's an important piece of like when you do have a gut feeling about something, trusting it and digging into it and not feeling crazy. Um, And I can see how you can be made to feel crazy. Or I know for myself, um, you know, I had some of these gut feelings, but I didn't, I never, I didn't trust it so much, right? And I really made a pact to myself after the fact that if I had a gut feeling about somebody or something, I needed to act on it and not wait to find out what the bad thing was. You know, and I had been on dates with certain people that were, I had a not great feeling about And I like, you know, I was looking at their behavior and their actions. There was just something off and some shitty things happened. And after that, those experiences, I'm like, I'm not doing that again. If I have a bad feeling about someone, I don't need to wait to find out. I'll just get out of the situation. I can leave. I can walk away from this. And so I think we do have to, it it is a practice. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes we find out after the fact and we're like, damn it, I should have. And you you can't beat yourself up over that, but you can take that as a lesson and go, what was I feeling? What was it that Mm -hmm. was tipping me off? And I think there are, you know, there are a lot of ways we can use our intuition to, you know, sometimes making decisions, Mm -hmm. making choices going forward. Let's say you're stuck. um, What about a big job decision? Yeah. Job decision. Or should I leave this relationship? Um, Things like that, where you're kind of like in limbo you don't know what to do. I, I, this is actually in the happiness diet, by the way, shout out plug, go to the happiness diet.com 
And Jill and I created a course that is literally just all mindset. It is ways to like get back into your power. It is ways to better your relationships, your communication. It's so freaking good. This is actually part of the happiness diet about developing your intuition, but I think it's important for making decisions. So sometimes we're stuck in that. uh, I don't know what to do next. I don't know where to go next. I don't know what's what I should, what's the best route or the next thing to take. So I have three questions to ask yourself to help develop your intuition. And one is asking yourself, what would your 110 year old self tell you? So let's just say it is a big job decision. And this is like old lady version, Danny, like if I asked her, what would she say? And oftentimes when you're, you got that perspective of like life, you know, is so long and you're looking back, you're like, take the job, like make the leap, do the thing, right? What is your 110 year old self going to tell you? The second is create an imaginary board of advisors. So this might be like Tony Robbins and Oprah and Michelle Obama and you know, I don't know, Ellen, your imaginary board of advisors, and let's bring this decision to them. And what would they tell you to do? Let's say it is a job decision, or say you're thinking about leaving a relationship. What would this board of advisors that people you respect, what would they tell you to do? And the third one is what would you tell your son or daughter or friend? Like if you flipped this scenario on to a friend and you, they were them, what kind of advice would you give them? Because I think ultimately a lot of times we can answer our own questions. We know the right answer. We know what's next. We know what to do inherently. We intuitively have the answers, but instead we keep seeking outside validation or, or answers for them. And then we have them. So those are three things that I think help develop your intuition as far as like making decisions not necessarily catching people in lies, but really just making decisions after the fact for big things. So important. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that has helped me make tough decisions where it looks like it's very uncertain, which is the, the quote right way, is realizing that I really can't make a wrong decision. And I think that's hard sometimes. Um, but for me, it's like no decision is wrong. It's just the first decision and then you're on that path, right? So if I leave my job, cool. Like I have the option to then make the best of that path. If I stay in my job, I now have the opportunity to make the best of that path. I think we have to trust that we can handle each one. And that also trusting that regret is a choice, right? So if I look back and I'm like, ah, I wish I, you know, you and I talk about this a lot, especially being in long-term marriages that didn't work out. We say things like, was it just a waste? Yep. Right. Was it a waste of time? Whatever. And I, I do believe that that's a choice, right? Or I should have left earlier or I should never have gotten married in the first place. I think those kinds of statements are just a waste. So realizing that you can't fuck it up and that the, in the, the way the human brain works is that like we'll always make the best of whatever decision we make, right? The hardest tr- decision is the first one. And then it's just a series of smaller decisions after you make that one. And so I think really trusting yourself comes down to also trusting that you really can't make the wrong decision and that you're going to be fine moving forward and trusting yourself to make the most of whatever journey or path you decide. I love that. Yep. I'm working with a client right now who's trying to navigate a potential breakup, stay or leave, stay or leave. Hardest. And she keeps saying, I just don't want to make the wrong choice. Like he's a good person. And what if I, we break up and that's the wrong choice. And I, told her exactly that. I was like, there's no wrong choice because one, it's never permanent. It's not permanent. If it's the wrong choice, you'll know and you'll be back together. And if it's, and also if you make the decision, it's not the wrong choice. It's the choice you needed to make. Right. So 
yeah, I think that is really helpful to just give yourself some grace on these things and, and not kick yourself if you didn't see something happening. I think that sometimes we we're told like our gut is always going to tell us or your gut's always right. And it's not. Sometimes we just don't see stuff happening. Yeah. And I think you can, I think that the intuition slash empath, empath, like being an empath is kind of, you know, uh, timely. Like I feel like it's popular to say I'm empathic. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think most women are tend to be intuitive, but I think calling yourself an empath sometimes can be a crutch because you always assume that you know what other people are thinking and that's a huge fucking trap yeah it's a huge trap so one of my practices always and it's so hard especially if you are someone who has an intuition or you're in touch with your intuition is taking what people say at face value and that's so hard because it's like well jill what if i take them at face value and they're deceiving me right there's and so you kind of have to go which pick your poison which would i rather would I rather project all of my insecurity and narratives on something to just make sure that like I don't get hurt or would I prefer to just allow for things to develop and come out as they're supposed to come out and I might have to take the person's word and take them at face value but it's a practice and it's also a balance so I think I'd prefer to like let things pan out versus jumping the gun and making the assumption that might not be true. But assumptions are so fun to make. They are. Because we feel in the know. It feels like control, right? It feels organized. Yeah. You know what? They said this, but what I what they really, what they really meant, meant was this. <laughs> yeah. And now all of a sudden, I get to be the one yeah. who has the control, right? The funny thing about that is, is we create, then we can create an entire conversation, argument, whatever in your whole head before any of that actually, like nothing was actually said. But once you create assumptions, <laughs> then you create an entire storyline that never existed. Right. And we go 10 <laughs> steps down the road and we're like, <laughs> yeah. and we're constantly in like self-preservation, self-protection mode. And then are we really even living? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I think there's something too, as much as I hated, you know, the heartbreak that we went through, it's like, I don't know, it has utility on some level yeah. and it does help you get way more in touch with your intuition and looking back. And I love that you made that last statement about you know, looking back on ways you could have, maybe what could I have done differently and looking at that clinically and objectively instead of beating yourself up and being like, I'll never get that time back. It's like, cool, you don't have that time now. So like, what are we doing moving forward? Like what's next? Yep. Yep. Love it. Love it. So y'all, if you could subscribe, leave a review and join the conversation in the Best Life Podcast group at thebestlifepodcast.com. We'd love it. And we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye guys. Bye.